What's up, y'all? Welcome into a new episode of Scarlet and Gray Stripes, a subset of the Two Stripes podcast where I, your host, Colton Denning, talk everything Ohio State football, and boy, is there a lot to talk about uh, today. Welcome into the show. want to thank you for listening. If it's your first time listening, uh, thanks for joining. Please, uh, if you listen to the whole thing and you like it, please subscribe. Leave a star rating on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash two stripes pod. I'm going too fast here. Uh, make sure to go to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Colton Denning, two stripes for all my written work and uh, continue listening to the show because there's a lot of content coming up with bowl season on the way starting this Friday, uh, college football playoff, especially with Ohio State in it. And uh, on all of those platforms, going to be a lot of stuff. I'm about to. Head home for the holidays, which I'm super excited about, and I talked a little bit about that on the uh, the last show I did, which was the Deion Sanders podcast uh, with him being hired at Colorado, and just how excited I am for that. So super excited to get back to Boulder and uh, just feel the energy going on uh, there with with Coach Prime up in Boulder. Um, you can also listen to uh, the QB Draw podcast, which I was on last week with my buddies John and Ezra and we were talking all Ohio State and really just stuff that we're uh, frustrated about with Ohio State right now and that's kind of going to be today's episode too but we touched on a lot of different topics um, on on the QB Draw podcast so make sure to check that out search it on Spotify Apple I think they're pretty much on all platforms but that's like the third time I've, I've been on their show and it's always a blast. So shout out to those guys. Check it out. QB Draw. Even when I'm not on, you need to listen to the QB Draw podcast. So check them out. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, we got bowl games. Uh, like I said, this Friday, um, there's nothing I want to talk about early signing day or anything else going on in college football right now. RIP to Mike Leach. Uh, passed away uh, this morning. Definitely a titan and an icon within the sport and maybe that's that's something I'll talk about later uh on a on a future episode uh maybe next week or something or throughout the off season but big loss for college football definitely one of the biggest uh uh characters and in, in tough day so thoughts and uh well wishes to everybody uh associated with Mike Leach his family his friends uh the Mississippi State Texas Tech Washington State football communities and everywhere else that he was because everybody has a Mike Leach uh, story. So definitely a a tough loss, not only uh, for his family, which is the most important thing, but also college football as well. All right. So I kind of said this a couple minutes ago about what I'm talking about today. And this is Scarlet and Graystripe. So this is all Ohio State focused. So if you're if you want to hear about anything else and previewing games and bowl games and stuff, I'm not your guy. This is not the show for you. This is solely going to be about Ohio State because uh, a lot has happened in the last two weeks. I didn't do a podcast uh, when Ohio State got into the playoffs, so there was that. They backed into the playoff. There's uh, There's been some transfers, I think at least three or four. There was one today with Jansen Dunn entering the transfer portal of safety. Jackson Smith and Jigba officially ruled out for the Georgia game, which, again, go listen to the QB Draw podcast if you want to hear my long, drawn-out thoughts on that. It's At this point, like it's just nice to have clarity 
on that so we don't have to spend the next three weeks leading up to the game talking about whether he's going to play or not. So he'll be out for the Georgia game, early signing day approaching. Um, There's a lot of whining about NIL going on within uh, the Ohio State fan base slash back channel through the coaching staff, through uh, whatever this foundation is. And I'm honestly just not going to waste my time on talking about that because my only real thoughts are, hey, if you need to pony up to get players to come to Ohio State, uh, pony up, get it done or don't, which is going to be a theme on this podcast, by the way. So I don't really have any major thoughts about that other than just like, please stop whining. You're Ohio State. Get players in. Uh, There was also Kevin Wilson taking the Tulsa job uh, as head coach. Good riddance. Uh, Not going to miss you at all. Please leave, preferably uh, before the playoff starts, which he's not going to do. He's going to coach through the playoffs, so that just is what it is. But very happy that Kevin Wilson will no longer be Ohio State's offensive coordinator slash running game coordinator slash tight ends coach. Nothing has been done there positively, uh, and that means Keenan Bailey is going to move up to tight ends coach, which, again, I, I'm i just not going to spend a lot of time on. Everybody within the program seems to think he's a rising star, so you know, I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, the last thing before I really get into what this episode is going to be and the meat, the meat and potatoes of what I'm talking about today, uh, just in a, I didn't, I didn't realize that Ryan Day was, uh, scheduled to speak today because Ohio state formally accepted their peach bowl invite. I guess there was representatives in Columbus to formally give them that, which is just like such a college football thing, which is great. I'm not going to complain about that at all. I still really like that they do that weird stuff. But it also was a Ryan Day media availability, and there really wasn't a ton to take away from it, other than there was one quote, or I guess two quotes, that he gave about Dallin Hayden not playing very much against Michigan, uh, where he said it was a flow of the game thing. And I tweeted this out, but really just congratulations to Ryan Day on finding new ways to piss the fan base off about the Michigan game weeks after it happened, and these guys are in the playoff um I I don't even really know what to say because that was one of those things after the game that like you couldn't really complain about because Chip Trayanum ran well enough but knowing officially that it wasn't like an injury or anything they just like didn't give him carries after the game he had against Maryland Hayden that is um Super frustrating, super, super frustrating, and very disappointing. Uh, And again, Ryan Day, like weeks after they lose the Michigan game, finding a new way to just like reinvigorate that ember of disgust about what they put on the field uh, in that game. And I don't know if they give Hayden 20 carries, like do they win? I, I don't know. That certainly doesn't stop the defense from... Uh, not covering Michigan players and, and letting them get open by 20 yards for six long touchdowns and, and not trying at the end on those two long touchdown runs. But, uh, you know, if, if a guy playing linebacker or a guy who is a linebacker is playing running back and is running well, I can only imagine what a guy who's actually a running back would have done in that situation. So that's my biggest take on that. And yeah, again, a lot of frustration. And uh, you haven't, I said this, a second ago, you haven't heard me since, or you haven't heard me on Scarlet and Gray Stripes 
since that game. And I wanted to do a podcast last week after they got into the playoff, and I just I wasn't feeling it, so I didn't do it. And I'm glad that I didn't because I've had more time to marinate on uh, everything going on right now. And, and Day talking about Hayden was it's the perfect place to shift to how I feel right now because if you go back and listen to that Scarlet and Gray Stripes and really not even just me, how you probably feel about the Michigan game still, uh, we were upset then and we're probably upset now. I know I'm still upset now. So I want to use this episode as like a fan therapy session for myself because I still feel very upset about everything and it just it isn't just the Michigan game because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so that that's what today's episode is going to be. It's just really a fan therapy session for myself and, and hopefully if you're feeling the same way, something for you too. And real quick before I get into that, I want to say thank you to the people who have sent DMs throughout the season to me uh, saying that they enjoy the show. I got a couple after uh, the Michigan game and I can't lie, I'm awful at responding to DMs and like quite honestly, like when people DM me about Ohio State stuff, I, I just don't want to I don't want to DM back and forth about Ohio State being completely honest. Um, so I'm super awful at responding to those. But for the people that have sent me those and like if you're listening right now, I want to say that I, I see them and I read them and I do appreciate it and I appreciate that you listen and that you interact with my work. I've been potting and writing or doing highlights about Ohio State and just college football in general for like eight years now. And it still amazes me that people will listen to me ramble about this shit. And I just appreciate y'all giving your time to interact with my work, excuse me, however it is, whether it's through the YouTube channel, through the site, uh, through this podcast, whatever it is, I, I really do appreciate it. And I, I see all of that love and I'm not great at, at accepting it, but I want to say thank you uh, for the people who interact with all of the stuff that I do. And I, I feel the need to, to always say this because a lot of people want to, whether they podcast or they're on Twitter or and they get a, a following, whatever, feels like everybody wants to be the smartest guy in the room, right? Like every, you want to, you want to be right about everything. And you want people to see like, oh, he he knows ball. And like, I've gotten to the point where I kind of hate the like, oh, you know ball shit. Because at the end of the day, I'm just a fan. And I don't have a quarter of the answers for any of this stuff, let alone all of the answers. And I don't ever want to come across here or on Twitter or through the YouTube channel, what, whatever I do in my writing. Like, I'm the smartest guy in the room. And I have all the answers and I know exactly what's going on, especially when I talk about Ohio State. I'm just a fan. I'm wrong all the time, and I wouldn't have it any other way. One of the great things about being a fan, and especially a fan of a team like Ohio State where we're all so invested, is getting caught up in the emotion of all this. And, you know, it's smart to manage that emotion and not go too crazy with it to the point where it affects your actual life, but like in just the general settings of being a fan getting caught up in the emotion of it is what makes this so much fun and being a part of it. And the emotions that I'm feeling right now as an Ohio State fan, and I think a lot of other people are as well, are just angst and frustration about the program. And it doesn't feel right because it shouldn't be like this for a team 
that's as of right now when I'm recording this, December 13th, 2022, these guys are two wins away from a national championship. Like, they're right there. But regardless of that, the frustration that myself and a lot of other people, maybe yourself, are feeling is real. And it feels like it's like this for a lot of other people around the fan base too. And I'm I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, I think at a macro level macro level, we understand why. You know, it's it's easy to look at the Michigan score and just be like, yeah, that's that's why we're all so pissed. And yeah, maybe maybe it's still that, which I know it's it's pissing me more pissing me off more and more as the days go by, especially when days like, oh yeah, we just Dallin Hayden couldn't fit in the flow of of the game. Yeah, that's really the only reason why he didn't get carries. Uh so so that's a big part of it and that's probably number one why everything is so frustrating right now. And but there there's so many other things. You know, maybe it's because even though they're in the playoff, from the moment that the clock hit zero in the Michigan game to now, the only thing that really changed was USC lost. And I guess, you know, TCU lost too, but they they still got in. But USC losing was the really the only thing that changed in the Ohio State lexicon, and that's the reason why they're in the playoff. You know, it's not like 2022 Ohio State was like 2015 Ohio State where, yeah, that team didn't make the playoff, but they had that really bad loss to Michigan State on senior day, and all of us were super upset about it, and a lot of people are, are still super upset about it. But they had the chance to rebound the next week and make amends for it. And they beat the hell out of Michigan. And so even though that team didn't make the playoff, we may look at them a little bit more different after that loss because they had the chance to make amends for it. And this team didn't. They sat at home last week or two weeks ago, whenever the conference championship weekend was, two weeks ago at this point. So they didn't get a chance to really make amends for that. So they just kind of had to sit in it and we got to just fester with it. And we've had to fester with it for the last three weeks and credit to Ohio state for winning the previous 11 games to put themselves in a position to make the playoff. But at the end of the day, they backed into it and Ryan day and everybody else probably owes thank you notes to Utah and, and South Carolina, especially the previous week for beating Clemson. And so there isn't, like when they when they got in, it was like, yeah, hell yeah, they're in. And I'm super excited for it. And by the time the Georgia game comes around, like I'm going to be ravenous. I'm going to be very upset and probably negative on this podcast here. But when, when it's time for game, when it's game time, I should say, as a regular adjusted human, uh, I'm going to be just like everybody else. I'm going to be ravenous and like just ready to go. But it felt like they just kind of backed in and there wasn't a way for them to make amends for the way that they lost to the Michigan game. So we've just kind of had to sit in it for three weeks. So maybe it's, maybe it's that that plays a part into it. Maybe it's Kevin Wilson leaving and day promoting Keenan Bailey, which I talked about a little bit earlier. Everybody seems to, love Keenan Bailey and maybe he'll be great. He's been around the program for a long time and now he's going to be, uh, you know, he's getting this promotion to tight ends coach. And a lot of people really seem to love that move. But at the same time, it's also another instance of them promoting from within and not getting 
an outside voice and just being like, oh yeah, we'll just take this guy. So maybe it's that, for some people at least. Maybe it's the Jackson Smith and Jigba situation and how everybody involved in it looks bad. From Ryan Day playing coy about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and saying, oh, maybe he'll be able to go this week and maybe uh, Michigan game, we might, yeah, you never know. And then it's like, oh, no, he's, he's actually out. He's not going to play. So Ryan Day played a part in that. The training staff played probably the biggest part in it. Training staff and strength and conditioning, I should say. With the way, I'm not a doctor and we don't know the specifics of it, but like a hamstring injury in the first game of the season turned into Jackson Smith and Jigba being out for the whole year. Make it make sense. Training staff played a role in it. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he played his own part in it. And not in the way that I think some people, a, a minority of the fan base, is at him for either saying, like, oh, he's a quitter, or saying he really doesn't want to play. And only Jackson Smith and Jigba knows that. And I'm certainly not going to jump on board on that. But he does deserve some blame, I guess, is the best word, for, like, fueling it after... What Was it after they got into the playoff where he like started going back and forth with Dave Portnoy? Of all people to go back and forth with in the comments of like whatever it was. Oh, it's not going to happen next time. Like, come on, man. I said this after the Michigan game about Day and Stroud and just saying stuff when you don't need to say stuff. Get a clue. Like, just help help yourself. Don't say, don't, don't do that. That's, it's not smart. It's not smart for you. It's not smart for anybody. So Jackson Smith and Jigbo plays a role in that frustration of this whole situation, which I don't think is his fault at all, other than just like fueling the speculation after conference championship week with what he said on social media. And then finally to us, the fans who like even myself, I said, I'm, I'm not going to blame Jackson Smith and Jigba, but we all play a part in like running with the speculation of everything. And yeah, there are some people who have gotten like pretty ugly with it and that sucks. And the majority of people haven't. And so I'm not going to blame them at all, but like just the fan base in general for running with the speculation and you add it all up and nobody looks good. There are four parties involved in this situation. Smith and Jigba, the training staff, Ryan Day, and the fan base. Nobody comes out of it looking good, which sucks. So maybe that adds into this whole frustration soup. <laughs> I have no other word for it. That we're making, we're mixing together in this recipe of just awfulness and frustration and angst. And maybe it's uh, everything going on in recruiting right now. They've missed on some big targets. Uh, there's been talk of guys from this recruiting class flipping. I don't follow recruiting that closely, so I'm, I'm not the right guy to talk about it. But there's been talk of it from what I've seen or uh, just the absolute shit show. That's their approach to NIL and uh, the foundation, which I brought up earlier. And there's been a lot of back and forth about that. And if you want to hear deeper thoughts on that, go back and listen to the QB Draw podcast I did uh, with John and, and Ezra because we, we kind of broke that down a little bit more. Uh, but maybe it's everything going on in recruiting and with NIL, because there's, there's a lot of whining and there's a lot of complaining about it. 
And a subtext to that is Ohio State's portal approach. I've seen and heard a lot of talk about them maybe not bringing in guys because they trust their evaluations on their younger players and and uh, you have to fit into the culture at Ohio State and that you know we trust our evaluations on on our depth guys and our younger guys. And there's two problems with that. We never see young players play at Ohio State. Uh, so they're taking mostly practice evaluations versus guys from other teams making plays in real games. And it's another instance of them maybe not considering that the way they do things need a shakeup and they need a deviation from some stuff that they normally do. And I said this on Twitter like when it comes to the trusting evaluations things thing, because we're hearing that now and we heard it last year after the Michigan game, I'd be willing to give Ryan Day and the staff way more benefit of the doubt about uh, their evaluations on backup guys over portal players. If we ever actually got to see backup guys play uh, before they were up 50 points with four minutes to go, I was looking through the snap counts on 11 Warriors throughout this season. Uh, Caden Curry in the last four games played five snaps. Uh, Sonny Styles, when they were they beat Indiana fifty six to fourteen. Sonny Styles played four snaps in that game. What are we doing here? What there is no plan for backups or trusting evaluations, whatever. And for the last three years, they've complained about oh we don't have any depth, uh, we we can't build any depth. And then when you get to the games and you're up big you don't see the young players in the game. And I tweeted a whole thread about this. Uh, you know, Emeka Ibuka and CJ Stroud are in the game when they're up 45 to 14 on Wisconsin with nine minutes left. Wisconsin, that was the game that got Paul Chris fired, right? Like, they were dead. That Wisconsin team was dead in the water. They couldn't have scored 35 points if you gave them nine quarters, probably. And for some reason, Ryan Day is calling play-action bootlegs uh, where Mecca Ibuka's going over the middle and getting his head taken off with nine minutes left in the game. And, like, I don't know anything about Kyle McCord. I didn't follow him as a recruit or uh, really keep up with, like, how he does in practice or whatever, but there seems to be a lot of talk about, like, oh, he isn't the guy or is he the guy, and I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that. But I certainly would like to because they've had a ton of chances to play him in real games, and really all he does is just throw bubble screens or hand the ball off. So we don't know, and next season, if he's the starting quarterback, I guarantee you, like, if they lose to Notre Dame, we'll hear, like, well, you know, Kyle's young, uh, you know, this is his first real game action, we haven't gotten to see a lot of him, from, and that'll be from Ryan Day, and it's like, bro, that's that's on you, that's your problem, you've had chances to play this guy and get him meaningful reps, and you just choose to not do it. So that is a big part of my frustration, is the portal approach, uh, and the way they evaluate backups and how they play backups so that adds into all of this frustration and I'm going down the list here because it's a lot of things maybe it's because whenever something bad happens whenever they lose somebody gets injured or just there's there's a bit of bad news whatever it may be around Ohio State there's almost always an excuse and that's something I talked about after the Michigan game was accountability and just taking accountability for what happened. And when things go when things go bad, just being able to admit that like, hey, we fucked up. And almost always you're going to get the benefit of the doubt when you just say that. But at Ohio State, in Ryan Day's Ohio State, there isn't a lot of that. There's almost always an excuse. 
The worst thing that ever happened in the Ryan Day era was that non-fumble call in the Clemson game in 2019. Because it gave them and it gave Day a built-in excuse. And I don't think they ever outwardly said that. I don't remember Day ever being like, that's the reason we lost. But it gave them a built-in excuse from the fan base to excuse what happened in that game. Because everybody looks back at that game and they say, oh, well, if they get that call, which it was a terrible call, but everybody says, oh, if they get that call, they win. Maybe, maybe not. They lost that game because they settled for three red zone field goals, which continues to be a problem four seasons later. They lost that game because the defense couldn't get home on Trevor Lawrence. They blew a 16 to nothing lead. They gave up a 67-yard touchdown run to Lawrence and a 53-yard touchdown one to Travis Etienne. Giving up big plays. Have you heard that before? The defense couldn't get home. They couldn't get a sack. Have you heard that one before, four years later? The fumble call, or the non-fumble call, was huge, and it was terrible. It was an awful call. But that wasn't the reason they lost that game. But it gave them a built-in excuse as to why they did lose it. So that was just 2019. In 2020, they had the excuse of blaming defensive issues on no spring practice. Kerry Combs talked about that a lot. Oh, we didn't have any spring practice. We couldn't build depth. Uh, Canceled games because of COVID, which I'm certainly sympathetic to. Uh, You know, that was, (laughs) what are are you going to do? Between no spring practice because of that and then canceled games because of it. I totally understand that. But everybody else had to deal with it too. Like I I know that the Big Ten was much tougher than like the SEC for sure. And the ACC were and the Big 12 especially were about COVID. But every other program in the country had to deal with that in some form or fashion. And it felt like this staff just spent all of that time complaining about it rather than like trying to figure out a fix for it and how to work around it. And that goes to a larger discussion about them complaining about the depth the last two years because of COVID that I talked about earlier. But then like we're past that, or at least like we're past that being a thing in college football and they don't play any of the backups when they're up big. So it's like, you've complained about this when you weren't able to use the guys because of COVID. And then you don't use them in actual games when you don't have to deal with that anymore. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. So that was 2020. 2021, the excuse was that they couldn't build up any depth because of the COVID year again. And then it was the weather in the Michigan game. And uh, something that they haven't outwardly said, but they've made sure to tell certain people on the beat was like, oh, everybody had the flu. Come on, man. Like the fact that they played Michigan this year at home and the weather was great and people wrote about that afterwards that like they got the weather they wanted is so pathetic. But that was the excuse. Weather wasn't great. We had the flu. Again, just excuses. Maybe too, like, oh, young young players, young quarterback in the second game against Oregon, whatever it may be. Always an excuse. And this year... I'll give them credit. Haven't really heard the excuses about stuff on the field. I've heard a lot of excuses about recruiting in NIL. We're we're hearing that every single day, it feels like. But on the field, haven't really heard a a lot of 
excuses. But they're just, they're doing a lot of back-channel whining about everything else. And ultimately, my main response to all of that, because there is an excuse year after year after year after year after year, and this year it just hasn't been on the field, thankfully. Shut up. Win a big game ever. There's always an excuse in Ryan Day's Ohio State. And for me, as I wrap up this totally long rant about this, and I hope that it's all come together and and made sense for almost 30 minutes, the reason for the frustration and the angst that I'm feeling is all of those things wrapped up into one. And that's how you get a fan base who's this on edge for an 11-1 team in the playoff, two wins away from the national championship. And there's no excuses this year. You lost to Michigan. You didn't win the Big Ten championship. You got into the playoffs still. Win or don't. There's nothing else. Like, you didn't accomplish any of your goals, and you still have the chance to win a national championship. And I'll have more thoughts on the Georgia game, maybe, as we get closer to it in the, whatever, the two weeks leading up after this. But the Georgia game is simple. It really is. Win or don't. I don't care about anything else. I don't need to hear two weeks of um, when when they do these media availabilities, whether it's Day or the players or whoever, uh, saying, we're going to play aggressive and leave it all out on the table. No one believes in us. We're, we're an underdog. Win a big game once ever. Every single year, and this goes back to, I don't know if it goes back to the Trestle era. I don't want to say that this was explicitly their, their goal every year, but at least throughout the Urban Meyer era, since 2012 to now, The team has told us every single year preseason that they have three goals. To beat Michigan, to win the Big Ten, to win the national championship. The last two seasons, they're 0-5 on those goals. If they lose against Georgia, they'll be 0-6. Win or don't. That's the only thing that matters. You have no excuses. The best team you played kicked your ass at home after they kicked your ass last year and you spent all year talking about how you were going to get your get back and an assistant coach in the skull session said, they've been attacking our coach, they've been attacking our program, everything that we've been working on for a year is going to come to the light today. It came to the light and it was pretty shitty. You backed into the playoff, win or don't. It's the only thing that matters. Oh, but it's really hard being in the pressure cooker at Ohio State. We're eleven and one, and the fan base wants our heads. Everybody's everybody's being so so mean to us. There's so much pressure here. I talked about that after the Michigan game. If you're one of the people tweeting directly at the coaches or uh, being intentionally nasty, making it personal, get a life. Same, especially if you're doing it to the players too. Get a life, man. There's a difference between being in the pressure cooker and throwing criticism at these coaches and these players versus just being being a dick. 
and making it personal and being nasty about it. I had a guy on Twitter say after uh, I, I said something about um, about Jackson Smith and Jigba sitting out and like people calling him a quitter. And I was like, usually those people are either teenagers, they're angry about something, or they're racist. And I had this dude like respond to me and was like, this is the guy that said CJ Stroud might not fully grasp what it means to be an Ohio State quarterback. We got into it back and forth, and I hate getting into back and forth on Twitter. But like, that's not personal. That's not a shot at CJ Stroud's character or his intelligence. I like CJ Stroud a lot. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. I think he seems like he's a pretty he's a pretty good young dude. But that one quote, we can't let this one game define us. Come on, man. You're a two-year starter. You've lost to Michigan twice. You know better than that. You should know better than that. And quite frankly, it's a failure of the people above C.J. Stroud that you have him as the leader of the team saying stuff like that. So no, that's not personal. But whether you're a player or a coach or a family member, if it isn't personal and it's not somebody taking explicit shots at you or your loved ones, whatever, tough shit. Players, coaches, whoever signed up to be in this environment, you know what it is to be at Ohio State. You signed up to be in the pressure cooker. When it goes bad, it goes bad. It goes real bad. And you shouldn't have to deal with people being jerks and people being racist and people just intentionally being nasty. But if you can't handle legitimate criticism, please go somewhere else. Please. Win or don't. And I can assure you that myself and everybody else who's being critical right now are rooting for the team to win. If they go out and face plant against Georgia, I'm not going to be sitting here on the podcast like doing backflips. Like, oh, look at me, I'm right. Ryan Day sucks. These guys are terrible. They have no heart. Because again, I don't care about looking smart or like, ha ha ha, I hate Ryan Day and this group. You deserve you deserve it. I'd love nothing more than Ryan Day and the team to put on a clinic. And make me and everybody else who's complaining right now look like morons. That would be my favorite thing in the world. I want Ohio State to win. It's it's my favorite sports thing. Ohio State is my favorite team. The Avalanche just won the Stanley Cup. And Ohio State is my favorite sports team. Like I am I am rooting for them to win every single game. I hate being negative about this stuff. I really do. As much as I've done it in the last whatever, five, six years. Like, I really just want to be positive and enjoy this. But again, win or don't. And they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt right now. You want to change how people perceive you? Win. Look at Michigan, man. Look at how people talk about Jim Harbaugh now versus like two years ago at this time. It's crazy. Win or don't. You market yourself as an elite program. Don't make it a close game with Georgia. Beat them. Can Ohio State do it? Everything they've shown us recently says no. 
When's the last time they won a big game? And really ask yourself that. Because there'll be people who are like, well, they beat Penn State. They beat Michigan State last year. Is that a big game to you? Is that a game that Ohio State shouldn't win 90% of the time? Equal or better talent? The Clemson game in 2020. Other than that, Oregon took it to him pretty good, despite the score. Oregon took it to him pretty good in that game in 2021. Michigan took it to him pretty good in that game in 2021. Utah does not have equal or better talent as Ohio State. But unlike Ohio State recently, Utah shows that they can fight and they can take a punch. And they certainly did it against USC twice this year and beat them twice. So I'm not going to count that as like, oh, well, they run a, they won the Rose Bowl, so that's a that's a huge game. No, it's cool. It's the Rose Bowl, but it was against Utah and backup quarterback at the end and uh, a lot of dudes playing out of position on Utah's defense against a bunch of great players on offense. Big games this year? Notre Dame? Yeah, I guess. What do you think would happen if they played Notre Dame today? Penn State, yeah, it was a big win on the road. Michigan got hammered. So Clemson really is the last big game. And then they played Alabama and just got absolutely destroyed. So are you an elite program or are you not? Beat Georgia. I don't, like, there. there is no moral victory here. If you... If you lose 30 to 27 against Georgia, like great, you showed you can play with them, but again, it's another loss. 0 and 6 in your goals in the last 2 years. That is what it is. You can't say developed here and, you know, we're the top tier and then you play top tier teams and you lose. Doesn't really matter the score. I'm not going to walk away from the Georgia game if they lose close being like this is a positive sign for the program. I'm not going to be angrier but I'm certainly not going to be happier. Win or don't. The answers to their problems are in the room. You don't need this fan base to give you, what else do you want? You want more support? You want people to be nicer to you? Win. Literally just win. There's nothing else to it. And everybody else or everybody within the program got so fucking lucky that USC lost to Utah and they get this chance because what are we talking about right now if they have to go play? Uh, They weren't going to go to the Rose Bowl, so I don't know, but like playing in the, what is it, the Orange Bowl against Clemson. How do you feel about that matchup? With no C.J. Stroud, with no, I don't know, maybe Zach Harrison or you know whoever else is would have potentially sat out for a non-playoff game. How do you really feel about the, that game? And imagine if they lost. Like, they better feel so fortunate that they backed into this opportunity after the way they looked against Michigan. And they have no benefit of the doubt from me. And if you want to give it to them, that's cool. I'm not going to tell you how to fan. But for me personally... You get no benefit of the doubt until the clock hits zero on that Georgia game and I see that you came away with a win. And if not, we're sitting here having the same discussion. 
Because again, nothing else matters. Win or don't. That's what it's about at Ohio State. That's what you signed up for. And every single person, Day, C.J. Stroud, all of these guys who haven't beaten Michigan, haven't won a Big Ten title, and even some of the uh, the veteran guys who, like, they were on that 2019 team. They did win the 2019 Big Ten title. They did go to the playoff. How many of those guys were big-time contributors? Not many, if any. So please do something at Ohio State. Please. Because beating Indiana and Illinois and Rutgers and Maryland, uh, it, it isn't enough. And now you have a second chance, which, again, the 11 games you won prior to the Michigan game, kudos to you. Credit for doing that and putting yourself in position to make it. But through no actions of your own did you get into the playoff at the end of the year. So you better feel fortunate about it, and you have this chance. Make the most of it. Win. And if you don't, you're going to get cooked. And that just is what it is. This fan base... Whoever, they don't owe you anything just because you play for Ohio State. They owe you the decency of treating you like a human and not being nasty and not taking personal shots at you. But win or don't. That's it. I don't know how many other times I can say it, but that's really how I feel about everything. And maybe maybe I, I missed a couple things and maybe I rambled through this. But at the end of the day, man, it has been just like a ridiculous three three weeks or really four weeks, I guess, since the Michigan game and just like the roller coaster of how we felt right after that game. And then the next week it's like, oh, they're they're in the playoff and just the corresponding other stuff that's happened in the last few weeks. And like I, I said I, I talk a little bit more about it um as the game gets closer, but like I feel the same way about this game that I feel about the twenty sixteen Clemson game. Like, the closer that it gets, I feel like they're going to get their ass kicked. And it isn't enough for me to hear Ryan Day be like, oh, we had a very spirited week of practice and we're coming in locked in. Again, I just don't want to hear it. Because until you actually show it against a good team, a great team, then I'm I'm forced to think, like, I've I've seen what I've seen from you in the past. And I know people keep talking about, like, if Ohio State's focused – and if they can take a punch, they can play with anybody. They can beat anybody. Sure, in theory, on paper, it looks great on SP+. But every time we see it on the field, they get punched and they quit. They cower. They act like children. The coaches and the players. Nobody looks like they want to come up with any answers. So the closer we get, that's how I feel about the Georgia game. If, if they can magically change that in the next three weeks, then... They have a they have as great a chance as anybody to win, but from what we've seen from them, at the first opportunity they get to quit, they will, and it's up to them to prove that they won't. And if they if they do win and they want to scream at everybody uh, and even at the fan base like nobody believed in us, not even our fans, cool. But you haven't given us anything to believe in, so the answers are in the room. Do it yourself. Figure it out. Win or don't. That's it. Uh, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe. Apple, Spotify, leave a review. Leave a star rating on Spotify. Leave a star rating on Apple. Uh, send me a tweet at Dubsco. Share the show if you like the show. Again, 
This is just me. I'm only one fan. I'm only one dude. I don't have all the answers. I don't think I'm right about everything. This is just how I feel about everything right now. So tweet at me, at Dubsco. Let me know what you think about the show. Uh, subscribe to twostripescpd.com for all my writing work. I'll have kind of a companion written piece to go up along with this up on the site later today. Um, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Colton Denning for all the highlights um, and everything else coming out this offseason. Worst game ever coming back. Uh, college football hidden gems coming back. A lot of fun stuff planned for the YouTube channel. Throwback highlights. Um, favorite plays ever. All that good stuff. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. Do I have any more platforms? I don't know. If you want to if you want to buy some merch from me, you can do that. Contractyear.com. That's contractyr.com for uh for all all my merch. Me and my brother's clothing line. Go check it out. Uh, but other than that, man, thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys tuning in whenever I drop these episodes. I know there's never a regular schedule. I kind of just drop it on my own time, which I kind of like. Uh, so I, I do appreciate that there are people who are who are listening and the, the followers keep going up and it just amazes me every time that people will actually listen to me talk about anything let alone Ohio State football so I really really do appreciate it whether uh you like me or you hate listen or whatever I do appreciate it because again I wouldn't do it if I didn't really enjoy this and I didn't love college football and I didn't love Ohio State I'm not hate recording these podcasts or like hate tweeting or hate cutting these highlights or hate watching anything this really is one of my favorite things in the world and i'm glad that we all kind of get to share it as a community so uh yeah that's it i don't know when i'm going to do another scarlet and gray stripes or two stripes pod will be on the on the lookout for that in the next uh couple of weeks and hey i hope you all have a, a safe and happy holidays whatever it is you celebrate or if you don't celebrate just have a good time with friends and family. I think that that's the most important thing. And if you spend any of that time interacting with me and interacting with the show, uh, you're amazing. And I can't tell you thank you enough for uh, for listening and interacting. And uh, I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about next because there's a lot of stuff. I'm super excited for bowl season. And uh, I'm ready for this game because uh, whether Ohio State wins or loses, there's going to be a lot to talk about, and it's going to be a hell of an offseason. Whether we are uh, walking around with pitchforks in our hand on fire or uh, we're celebrating a magical run, whatever it may be, it's going to be very interesting, and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. So stay tuned here to Scarlet and Gray Stripes and the Two Stripes Podcast. Thank you one last time for listening. My name is Colton Denning. Go Bucks. <laughs>